Hi, this is Michelle with Hope, bringing you hope today. I call myself the Chief Chief Hope Builder, and I recently started facilitating PAL, which is a nationally known um, support group, Um, and it's all over the United States. Uh, I think there are over 300 facilitators, and... um, PAL PAL stands for Parents of Addicted Loved Ones. But I've also written a book called Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up because I believe that um, moms is is, is a group of people that I can mostly speak into because I am a mom and I'm the mother of an addicted loved one. So I know a little bit about something about that because of my experience. So today I just want to start out with a prayer. God grant me the ability to surrender my ego and all forms of control while understanding I am powerless over my addict child's behavior. Give me the wisdom to know that only my addict child can choose to be drug-free, sober, and healthy, and only when he or she becomes ready. And so it is. So through the process of watching our children lead unhealthy lives, moms and dads are often consumed with worry and anxiety and fear that our children will die. We want to stop that from happening. It's, it's like a parent's job to protect their young one, no matter if they're adult children or not, right? So we always want to protect them, no matter how old they are. We can't stop wanting to keep them safe. It's just who we are. But sometimes our keeping them safe stops them from accepting natural consequences. It's the consequences that help them grow. It's the consequences that bring pain. And no mom wants to see her child in pain. I get that. I understand. I've said before, you know, my son isn't a criminal. He's sick. But I've made all kinds of excuses about him in his lifetime and oftentimes softened his life so that he didn't have to experience the painful consequences of his choices. Well, thinking differently um, about how we respond to our children doesn't happen overnight. It changes a process with anything, right? But if you're here, maybe it's because you want to change your response and you know that the way you're helping and the way you're reacting to your addicted loved one is is just not working and so um, you want to do something but you're just not sure what well a lot of this that I have been sharing on my podcast is our words that I've put in my book mom's letting go without giving up Um, I hope it's at the formatters right now, so eventually it'll be a free download at momslettinggo.com. It's not available there yet, but um, it will be. And I'm also going to make it available at Amazon in a workbook form. Um, it'll kind of be like a guide, a diary, a very small one, um, just to kind of guide moms on this journey and um, be a, be a little source for them um, that they can re- that they can refer to. So um, 
one of the things that is in the book um, that's really important is to have a plan, right? I mean, anytime we can say, yeah, I want to change, but if we don't really have a plan, then how, how, do, we, how do we go about implementing a change, right? And so P- Peter Drucker said, unless commitment is made, there are only promises and hopes, but no plans. So I want you to think about some things today. Um, and one is, if you could wave a magic wand that would give you a new life, what would that look like? How would your life change? Well, if you're like most moms of addicts, you would probably want a sober son or daughter, one who was employed, independent, secure in his life with a strong faith in God or some higher power. But um, that that's probably a piece of it. But I would encourage you to do the exercises that I'm going to mention here just because it'll help you think through it. Um, Sometimes taking something from your brain down into your fingertips and onto the page through a writing type of way helps you um, helps you just kind of process what you want to do. Well, if if you're getting in your car and you have somewhere to go, you have a map. You know, you have navigation, but you have a destination in mind. And so I want you to work on what is your destination. If you could wave that magic wand, where would you go? What would your new life look like? And um, write that down if you've got your wish. And and just be, be specific, be whatever you want. Just write that down. Um, and then maybe, you know, what's, what's keeping you from achieving that, right? What's, what's keeping you from achieving those goals? And maybe how many of those goals are yours? Or are they goals that you have for your addicted loved one? Because we can't control them, right? All we can control is ourselves. Um, the next, the next part in this exercise is think of your five most important core values. What do I mean by that? Um, These are things that you prioritize, that are your most top priorities in leading who you are, in leading your character. They're a part of your unique self. Um, I, I have a list of them here in my book, but I'll give you a few here to think about. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just something to think about. What What are your core values? So it might be um, creativity, um, integrity, growth, uh, flexibility, loyalty, motivation, open-mindedness, commitment, um, cleanliness, Um, What about um, sacrifice would be another one, maybe. Um, Service, service to others. So really, really think about your core values and and list five of your top ones. And then when when you look back on 
your dream and waving that magic wand. Do your core values come to the surface in in that wish, in that dream that you have? Where are your core values in that place of um, wanting something? Are your core values in line with what you're living with today? So let's let's get let's get down into your plan. Okay, so if you plan if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Benjamin Franklin said that. I love saying that. I say it to my grandkids all the time. I'm sure they hate it. If you fail to plan, you're gonna plan fail. Yes, Mimi. Okay, but first you have to become aware that you need a change because nothing changes if we don't change. And we are the only people that we can change. We can't control anything else around around us, right? So you want to, um, you know, discover what you really want and then um, work on this worksheet. So this, and this is an action plan worksheet. It's something to help you think through what exactly um, you want to become that joy-filled mom or dad, if you're a dad listening to this. Um, but what is it that you want, right? Everything that comes to mind. Um, what are you doing that you wish you, ha- what are you not doing? that you wish you had more time to do? What social events will you add to your life if you had all a bunch of extra time? What social things are you not doing that typically you used to do before your addicted loved one um, became so enamored in your life and stopped you from you know, being the person you used to be? What volunteer or, or vocational actions would you like to add to your life? What physical actions, exercise? Um, What are the consequences if you don't follow through? What'll happen if you don't take time for these things that matter in your life? What do you think? What what will happen? How will you track your progress? So if, if you're trying to change something, how will you track your progress? Which habits will you replace and and what will you replace them with when do you want to start how often will you review your progress and how will you reward yourself to applaud your efforts and lastly who will hold you responsible accountable who will do that for you well I have a Facebook page mom's letting go Um, It's all one word, like all running together, moms letting go. If you'd like to be a part of that Facebook page, I am going to be um, doing more and more educational components there. But also, um, I'm just going to be your hope builder on that page. So if you'd like to join, um, you have to ask to join and just go there and request to join and I will see your I'll see your prompt and answer you. But in in finding an accountability partner, um, the people that will be in this support support page will be moms just like you who are trying to come up with a plan and recover and lead a new and more joy-filled life. So 
you might be able to find an accountability partner there, someone who is working on the same process, the same thing you are. So here's an example. So here's an example of what your plan might look like. And I mean, this is really random. I don't know you. You might laugh like, oh, give me a break. That would never be my plan. But it'll just kind of illustrate what I'm talking about. So let's say, what do you want? So let's say you want to replace worry with joy despite your addicted loved one's choices. That's what you really want, right? You want to replace worry with joy, but you worry and fear have caused you to neglect your self-care. So you're going to make time for your own health. Worrying has caused you to overeat, lose sleep, gain weight, neglect your family and friends. And even when you feel like it's wrong, you want to go through the motions of doing what pleases you instead of always rescuing your addicted loved one. And um, that's what you want, right? That's what you want. So what are you doing that you wish you had more time for? Well, let's say, let's give you some examples here. Exercise. For me, it's pickleball and baking, sewing. I love to sew. Um, I love to attend leadership seminars because I feel like they help me grow. Um, I want to go on more vacations with my husband. I want to go on more date nights with my husband and spend time with my other children, golf with my girlfriends. I want to be able to go to church and pay attention and focus on, you know, the scripture and um, listening to God speak to me. And I would like to go to more um, writing support groups or writing, we call them little writing groups, they're great because they really get your creativity flowing. Um, What about social events? What social events will you add to your life? Um, Maybe you want to join a book group or you say, I'm going to specifically say, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends once a month, I'm going to meet my husband for dinner once a month with another couple because you know we've fallen out of friendships Um, and I'm going to plan an annual vacation with my husband maybe those are some of the social events Uh, maybe you want to do something in your community socially Um, add those to your list what spiritual actions will you add to your life Um, you know maybe you want to spend time in the word in the morning or with devotionals. Maybe you want to spend half an hour doing yoga and meditation every day. Seek a counselor, join a support group like PAL, or join Moms Letting Go. Maybe you want to um, read um, the Bible. Whatever it is, what spiritual actions will you add? How will you volunteer? What volunteer positions in the past or vocational things have you done that have really helped you feel reward and purposeful in your life? You know, those things that give you that feel-good feeling. Last Saturday, um, my husband and I taught couples how to play pickleball, people who had never played before. And oh my goodness, people reached out to us. They had a ball. They had so much fun. And if we hadn't taken the time to do that, nobody would have learned. Um, and that made us feel really purposeful. And we, ha- we enjoyed that. We had a good time. What will you do? Um, 
how will you track your progress? So Google Forms has all these forms. I don't know if you've ever been in there, but just click around, go into Google Forms or Google Google Forms for um, keeping track of task or task keeping and build a chart, put it on your refrigerator so you see it every day. So you can like, like a kid, you know, color in it, color it in with a star or do something so that you can see the progress of, okay, first I'm going to go through the motions because this is so, I don't have time for this crap, right? But at first, sometimes we just have to go through the motions and eventually it just sticks and it, it's something that feels automatic and it feels natural. So, but chart your progress so that you have a point, a reference point that you can look back on and, and then um, reward yourself, right? Why not start tomorrow? Why not start tomorrow? And how often will you review this progress? So maybe you make it once a month or once a week to start out with. Um, maybe every Tuesday morning, you're not going to get out of your robe until you look over your previous week and see what your progress is um, or something. Or you're going to get up 15 minutes early and before you even get out of bed, you're going to, you know, just look back on your week. Where have you done well and where have you not? And if you belong to the Facebook page, share that with others because you'll inspire. Um, and what habits do you want to replace? Okay, and what do you want to replace them with? So for instance, instead of watching two hours of TV at night, maybe that's something you do. What will you put into place? Maybe you'll read about um, self-care or addiction, or you'll walk for half an hour and play cards with your spouse um, or something, meet your girlfriends. Um, maybe you'll write positive affirmations in a journal or start a gratitude journal and add to that every day. Um, but you have to think of what, so, so when you're looking at your phone every minute to see if your addicted loved one's texting you or needs you, what will you do to stop that, right? So, you know, will you leave your phone in another room and only check it every hour? Or to stop waking up in the middle of the night to check your phone to see if he's called or, or you know, to check Facebook to see if he's posted something. Um, you know, how are you going to stop yourself from, from being addicted to those kind of behaviors that that then just perpetuate over and over in your mind. Um, what will you replace with that? You know, will you say, um, I refuse to respond to the devil who has possessed my child's soul. <laughs> you know, like so many moms say, my gosh, I don't even recognize my son or daughter anymore in this child. Where did he go? He used to be so kind. He's so mean to me now. Well, that's not your son. That's the devil who has infiltrated the darkness, the dark wounds in your child's soul. And you, ha- you can't react to that, right? So what will you put in its place? Um, one of the things that I did was if I got a text and I saw that it was from my son, I stopped before I look. And I would say to myself, do not overreact. Do not let this 
change the course of the day. Only you are in control. Instead of reacting, Michelle, you need to empower him to find his own solutions. Okay? Empower your... And when I talk about these kids, these addicted loved ones, just so you know, I always mean over 21 or over... They're adult children. I'm not talking about young teens all the time. There, there's, there's a definite difference here. Um, I'm talking about the older, the older addicted loved ones who, who aren't acting their age. They're acting a much lower emotional age. And you want to, but even if it's a, a younger child, we always want to empower them to find their own solutions first. Obviously, young children aren't going to have that down. And many times our addicted loved ones, even if they're older, aren't going to understand that. <clears throat> but remember that your belief in their ability is huge and they need to know they can do this without your help. So learn to say something like, oh, I am really, I am confident that you are going to figure this out. I'm confident you're going to figure this out. Some of the other things, oh, and who's going to hold me accountable? Who's going to hold me accountable, right? Um, so I have accountability partners that I check in with once a week at my support group. And if there's something that I want to do that I'm working on, I want to share that so that the next week they can follow up and talk me through it. And it's not because they're going to say, hey, they're not going to judge me or point their finger, but they're going to encourage me. What was hard about that? And why didn't you, why weren't you successful? And what would you do different next time? That kind of thing, right? That's what an accountability partner does. She's not somebody who wants to point a finger at you and scold you. We don't need that. <laughs> so what were we, what rewards will you do to applaud your efforts? Um, so maybe, you know, you can make these concrete. So let's say, you know, if your goal was to keep your blood pressure down for the week by um, instilling some positive self-talk, um, you might treat yourself to a manicure. Or um, when you, if, if losing weight is on your to-do list, in your plan, maybe after five pounds you'll, you know, buy a new outfit. Um, give yourself a w- rewards to applaud your efforts so that, <clears throat> you know, you, you feel like you're moving in the right direction. For me, a lot of times, just positive affirmations from my friends and my husband and um, people who know that I'm working on something. And, and if they ask and they applaud my efforts, that that sometimes for me is enough, but I understand for most people it's not. That's okay. Find what works for you. Other parts of your plan might be to listen to your inner dialogue. How are you talking to yourself? Only speak nice thoughts to yourself. Give yourself grace. Don't take responsibility for anything, anyone but yourself. Admit that you've been addicted to helping your son or daughter. I'm going to quit blaming my quality of life on my addicted loved one. You know, so many times I hear 
oh, my life would be so much better if it weren't for her, if it weren't for him. No, moms and dads, we need to take control. If we are not happy with our lives, we have to point the finger to ourselves. We are the ones who need to change that. And I want to tell you, you're worth it. You are worth it. You will get your life back. But take charge today. Okay, take charge. Don't wait. Decide who and what you will allow in your life. Set limits and boundaries. Define what you're comfortable with. Define what you're comfortable with. There was a time that our son and daughter-in-law wanted to come back to visit the kids and I just couldn't handle the responsibility of them being in my home together. You know, and and if they're really in recovery, they will say what my son said, Mom, you don't need to um, excuse or make excuses for anything. This is your choice. You set the limits and we will abide them. That's a healthy reaction, isn't it? So, you know, set limits and hope and pray that as you set limits and boundaries, your addicted loved one will notice that because children do what children see. And if they see that you are finding joy in your life and that it's possible that with boundaries, you can, you can get your life on track. What do you think? They're going to say, Hey, wow, there's hope for me. If she can do it, I can do it. Right? Make choices only for you and no one else. So as you're writing your plan, ask yourself, does this support the life I'm working to create for myself? Journal this. Date it. Sign it. Um, <clears throat> write this statement. I choose to separate my life from my addicted loved ones. I am not giving up. I'm surrendering my life to God. And I know that I can't control anyone but myself. I'm not responsible for my addicted loved one's happiness or his problems. He owns his own life. And who am I to get in the way of his journey? Who are we, right? Today I'm going to pray that you find a way to build your plan something that you can work with something that you find success with and personalize it make it your own because nobody can do that for you I will pray that you find this and um, look for momsletinggo.com to download the free book until it's ready though you're welcome to join the Facebook page Moms Letting Go it's a group yeah I should say it's a group God bless and I hope you don't get the cold that I have right now (laughs) take care